Imagine getting in a hot, stuffy car in the summer. You know how it cools off much faster when you roll down the windows first to get the hot air out? Well, that's exactly how an Easy Breathe basement ventilation system works. Removing all the musty, damp, stagnant air and replacing it with fresher, cleaner, drier air. Take charge of your air with Easy Breathe ventilation and get $250 off today. Ask about DIY kits. Visit TakeChargeOfYourAir.com or call 866-822-7328. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? It's estimated over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. To save, visit HealthLock.com today. Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Good morning, peeps, and welcome to Woke AF Daily with me, your girl, Danielle Moody, recording from the home bunker. Folks, you know, I want to start off today with talking about what we are seeing unfold across the country as it pertains to access to abortion. There is a profound sense of cruelty that Republicans are rolling out that I really do not think is being discussed in the manner that it should be. So let me be very blunt about what we are seeing and now provided the Department of Justice has finally decided to step in because of what has been happening that is just absolutely egregious. So basically all of these states are implementing their trigger laws and are taking away any exception for the life and the well-being of a pregnant person. In Georgia, they have decided that life begins at conception. I don't know why the fuck it doesn't begin at ejaculation because then maybe they could start, oh, I don't know, making it mandatory that men get vasectomies, which are then reversible when they show that they are responsible enough to become fathers. You know, I'm so confused about why it is the regulation of a body that contains a uterus, as opposed to, you know, recognizing that it takes more than one person in order to create said life. Nonetheless, other places like the state of Idaho, which the Department of Justice has decided to file charges against, has put in place a law that would criminalize doctors for implementing an abortion procedure in order to save the life of said pregnant person. And they are pushing the limits because the doctor could say, well, they weren't going to die, but what will happen is that they'll be disabled for the rest of their life. Right. And the state of Idaho is like, okay, bet. So long as, you know, we could give a fuck about the host body 
so long as the collection of cells is able to survive. We're not going to provide it with any health care. We're not going to provide any parental leave. We're not going to provide any neonatal care. We're not going to do any of those things, right? So long as, you know, we can force birth and, and that be the end of it. So the Department of Justice, led by Merrick Garland, has decided to step in, and they are suing the state of Idaho and hoping that in this lawsuit, essentially, it will make it very clear that these abortion bans are violating federal law, and federal law supersedes state law, hence why we are looking to Congress, this very inept, dysfunctional Congress, to codify Roe v. Wade. And folks, I got to tell you that the more you listen to these Republicans, the more I ask myself on a daily basis, what the fuck is wrong with white women? Like, and I, and I mean that with absolute shade included, like white women. And I, and I am specifically talking about white women that vote for Republicans and vote for the Republican party or just vote alongside their boyfriends or their daddies or like whatever it is. What the fuck do you think is wrong with them? Right? I did a panel. Marielle Trump does a weekly show on YouTube and I have joined on as one of her nerd Avengers along with several friends of Woke AF and folks that you all see on MSNBC and other news outlets. And on this panel that was like completely star-studded, I was just, you know, elated to be included, were lawyers and academics, journalists, discussing what it is going to take, essentially, to activate people. And will Roe v. Wade, the the overturning of such, be it? And what I said was, you know, I'm not quite sure what it is going to take white women to pull their heads out from the fucking sand and realize that these men who they believe that they gain their power from view them as incubators. You, my dear woman, are an incubator for white supremacy. There are no exceptions for rape. There are no exceptions for incest. There are no exceptions. And frankly, if you land, right, on an operating table, guess what? Your life is at risk. Guess what? Said doctor, if you are having complications, isn't going to save your life. And there is no amount of money, no plane ticket, that when you are on that operating table and the choice is being made between you and a fetus, that they choose in you. So I need white women in this country to wake the fuck up. And now I know that it isn't going to be me that these women are going to listen to. So I want the many white women supporters of all ages that listen to Woke AF. Folks ask me all the time, what can I do? What can I do? I need you all to utilize your platform, start groups, start talking to your moms and your aunts and your neighbors and your friends and your child's teacher and the daycare person. I need you to start having regular conversations with what is at stake and what is coming 
down for vote. By the time that you all listen to this, five states will have voted, including the one that everybody is watching, which is Kansas, because it's going to be the first either referendum on the overturning of Roe v. Wade, or it's going to signal to Republicans that, that they can just keep on keeping on because they know real pushback coming. We will find that out by the end of the week. But the reality is, is that I need you to start holding your own focus groups, holding your own town halls and having conversations with other white women about their role in this revolution, these revolutionary times that we are living in. It is no longer incumbent on the responsibility of black indigenous women of color right? To be on the forefront, even though we are the ones that are victimized the most from the systemic failures that this country has had over generations, right? We are entering into a time when they really have drawn the battle lines of us versus them. And your whiteness is not going to fucking save you, right? So it isn't going to be me that is going to sound the alarm that is going to wake these women up, but it is going to be all of you. It is going to be all of you, not just having one and done conversations, but having weekly conversations, consistent conversations, getting on zoom calls, getting on, you know, get, getting on a phone chain, talking with your church members, your synagogue, your like whatever it is. It is time for white women to take on the role of waking up other white women because otherwise this country ain't surviving, right? And, you know, I would love to believe that there are more people who believe in progress, equity, and justice in this country than who don't, but I'm not so sure. I think that it's about 50-50. And right now the other fucking side is winning and they are winning fucking big. And the setup for our loss in 2022 for the midterms election isn't like the, we're going to have another chance at this again. We are two elections away from losing our democracy fucking completely. That is not an exaggeration. That is an alarm to go off in everyone's head. Republicans achieve a win in these midterms and then are set up to win in 2024. America is done. America already, as we have known it and understood it right throughout our all many decades is never going to happen again, right? We were already so removed from the Obama years, let alone any years prior to that. We are in such a dark and dismal place in this country that there isn't a day that goes by. There isn't a fucking hour that goes by that another virus isn't announced, another talk about, you know, somebody being shot or killed or beaten or stabbed, a black person unarmed by police or a vigilante. There isn't a headline that goes by that isn't talking about climate change and uncontained fire, superstorms, or all of these things. Right. And so you add on top of all of the man-made climate change and disaster that we are experiencing right now and combine that with the fall of our democracy and the fact that we all continue to kind of move throughout the world right now, like everything is going to somehow work itself out. It ain't working itself out unless we work it out. And unless everyone gets to the same place of fucking rage of where we are and all of the rights that we are losing and what is going to happen when the Supreme Court now takes up affirmative action, when they get back, takes up birth control, when they get back, takes up marriage equality, 
right? And all of these things, tick, 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 tick. Right? So my feeling is I need for folks to be talking to the members of their own community, to be getting these people on board, to coming to them and saying, I am like you and you are like me, but this, this cannot stand right? That no one is going to be safe. So while you may have been able to be like, ah, well, I'm not black, so I don't need to care about police reform or voting rights, or, you know, I'm not this, so I don't need, you know, to care about healthcare and I'm wealthy, so I can do whatever the fuck. No, they are coming for everything. And frankly, it's pretty fucking simple and easy because they have recognized that they don't need Congress. They don't need the federal government. They needed the courts and they needed more than half of the states to be controlled by Republican governors, right? That they can just rewrite constitutions. They can rewrite the law and think that no pushback is going to come. And what I'm saying is that it is time for the population, right? That handed Donald Trump a win in 2016 that decided not to vote for one of their own but instead go for the pussy grabbing misogynist racist pig and do so again in 2020. This is on all y'all. So for the good, progressive, thoughtful, strategic white women that are listening to me right now, I need you to jot down a list of 10 to 15 women that you can call into conversation Invite them in, not berate them, but say, do you know what is happening in our state? Right? Here is where abortion stands. Here is where voting rights stands. Here is where canceling of student debt stands. Here's where this stands. Our democracy is crumbling. And if we don't activate ourselves now, there will be no next time. This is what I need. I need people to start doing, utilizing your platforms, your voice, and your network, and recognizing that everything is at stake right now and everyone has a responsibility. Coming up next, dear friends, my conversation with our friend, our in-house doctor, Dr. Jonathan Metzl, to bring us the latest on monkeypox, which by the way, is getting fucking worse. And no one is going to be safe from it Jonathan will break it all down coming up next. The Damage Report with John Idarola is one of the most popular shows on the TYT network that serves as your daily breakdown of the genuine threats and challenges facing our country and world. These days, we're confronted with an overwhelming sea of shocking, confounding, and devastating news stories. The Damage Report is your life raft, helping you navigate the day's news and understand the damage caused by the corrupt establishment, politicians, corporations, and everything in between. Join the Damage Report's notorious fan club, The Dragon Squad, where you become part of a fantastic community of progressives. Create a fun dragon nickname that fits your personality, collaborate, and participate in fun activities like voting for, the garbage person of the week, and much more. Listen to The Damage Report on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you like what you hear, be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. 
Get a behind-the-scenes look at Comedy Central's The Daily Show on Beyond the Scenes, an original podcast from The Daily Show with Trevor Noah. Every week, host Roy Wood Jr. goes deeper with the notable guests and experts from the Emmy Award-winning series. Together, they use comedy to tackle current topics from gentrification to gun laws and take a closer look at how and why these topics matter. Listen to Beyond the Scenes from The Daily Show with Trevor Noah on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. New episodes every Tuesday. Folks, you know that whenever we have the opportunity to talk with our in-house doctor, Dr. Jonathan Metzel, we are overjoyed and also terrified at what the latest virus discussion will be about or how much America is failing once again when faced with a health pandemic that we should learn from. We should have used the things that we learned over the past two years with COVID to engage with monkeypox. And yet, Jonathan, here we are where last week New York State declared uh, a state of emergency. This week, California has declared a state of emergency. Tell us, how is it that we got this wrong again? Well, first, let me say, the most important thing is there's a monkeypox vaccine that stops this, but it's going to be mandated by the government. The government is going to force you and your family to get the vaccine and you should resist. You should not listen to the government force you to get the vaccine. This is big government. The reason I'm saying that is because there's only so much monkeypox um, vaccine around. <laughs> And so I have a feeling, first of all, that this is going to be a totally different, like with COVID, we mandated, there was plenty of vaccine, everybody just go in and get it. And that led to all this crazy politics. But I think, as we talked about last week, one of the main issues is that there's, we've had the technology for a while because, you know, we had smallpox, for example, um, and there's only one company, Bavarian Nordic, that makes this vaccine and there and there's not enough of it. And so I've feared that this is going to turn into like the Hunger Games in a way for the vaccine. So we have to say the same things as the COVID vaccine to get like millions <laughs> of my fellow honkies to not get the vaccine. So it'll be enough, enough for everybody. Because I think that the fact that this thing is going to be, this thing is going to get really bad. I'm sorry. It's a beautiful day out, but this thing's going to get really bad. Um, And so number one is like, we, this isn't COVID. We're not starting from nowhere. We actually have a treatment for this, um, but it's in limited supply. And so how we, how we kind of narrate this as this thing starts to spread is going to be super duper important. Now, back to your question. I just wanted to do that as a public service announcement. Um, but I will say that, you know, there's been a version of monkeypox, as we talked about before, that has been circulating around Africa for a long time. But it's it really is, seems like it's behaving differently now. If you look at the if you look at the transmission patterns, I mean it's mm -hmm. doub it's doubling in New York and other places like every week. Like, yep. How's that happening? And so I called my parents the other day, who are like smart liberal doctors, and I and I said, hey, you know, you guys should get the monkey box vaccine if you can, because this thing is not behaving <laughs> the way the way you know it's behaving like smallpox, which smallpox. It's on a surface for like 25 years. Um, th that's how this thing is acting, right? This thing is acting like like smallpox used to. And can you can you explain? Just just give us a give us a bit of a history lesson in terms of 
how smallpox actually acted and how monkeypox is deviating from what has been discovered as it has circulated throughout countries in Africa um, and how it's acting differently and like smallpox now. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, the issue with, with smallpox, right, and, and it's kind of similar with monkeypox, right, is that um, it's initially everybody thought, oh, here's an illness that's causing, you know, vesicles or um, uh, blisters, those kind of things. But it turns out it's also affecting your internal organs. And then it turned out that if you have it in your like internal organs um, and you cough or you sneeze, it's not like an airborne virus, but if somebody's near you and has it in their GI or respiratory tract, there's a chance they could propel that um, onto you. And then all you have to do is like rub your eye or something like that. But the other thing is if they cough on a surface like smallpox was just, you know, the famous cases, right, were when it was in blankets, right? And we gave it to Native Americans and wiped out like millions and millions and millions of people. And so this stuff can live outside the body, I think is kind of the main point. Um, and if it's that same category, everybody before was like, oh, you have to like rub against the vesicles or the story with my parents, actually kind of terrifying, is that I said, you guys should get the smallpox vaccine. And my dad, not at all, but he just said, really sincerely, I haven't had gay sex. <laughs> um, and and so I think everybody thinks like, oh, you have to have, this is like HIV, that you actually have to have like penetrating gay sex to have it. And I'm sorry, that's not the case, <laughs> you know. Gay- but I mean, you know, John- Jonathan, what, what, what makes me, and, and, you know, like jokes aside about the name and all of these things, but what has pissed me off in terms of the way that the media and the CDC and others have rolled out their FAQs around monkeypox is in fact the same way that they stigmatize HIV and AIDS. And it's like, as if there has been nothing that has been learned in the last 30, 40 fucking years about like not situating a virus in one community and thinking that, Oh, because you're saying, oh, it's men, it's, it's concentrated in a community of men that sleep with men, which then essentially announces to heterosexuals or those that perceive themselves to be heterosexual that like, I don't need to pay attention to this. So I'll click the channel when we're talking about monkeypox and go on to something else. And they have stigmatized it and created a stereotype around it's one group and one type of person that is getting this. And by virtue of them getting it, oh, well, they just aren't paying attention and they're not taking their health seriously and what have you. So can you talk about how this rollout of expressing to people the the dangers around monkeypox has made it spread so quickly because of how they've done it? Well, I mean, it's not just HIV, right? It's also, it's, a, this is a, this is a, this is a, a, a basically a likely epidemic that's happening after they've been so badly burned by COVID, right? And so COVID so much has shaped this also. And so, um, and the other part I think is that they just completely minimized how contagious this is. I mean, again, nobody's saying that, it's just me looking at the data. Um, But again, if it's spreading the way that they initially said, there's just no way it would be multiplying the way it is, but it's multiplying like crazy. And so, I don't know. Gay people also use laundry. They also use linens and towels. Like, right. You know, right. like, I mean, it, it's probably spreading by lots of different ways that are not just, you know, 
the domain of gay people. <laughs> like it's you know, but no, because I'm I'm actually I'm I'm thinking about the fact that if you're if we're if you're talking about uh, what we all remember or read about smallpox in history class when we were in K through twelve school, um, the reality here is that in cities, right? Let's just look. Let's just look at. New York City, right? In cities, I live in an oh God, hold on. I'm sorry. I live in an apartment building that does not have laundry, right? So I send my laundry out, like millions of people that live in New York, right? And you're telling me that if this is functioning in the same way as smallpox, which was wrapped up in blankets. And many people in this city use laundromats, use laundry facilities. And we have, again, just been talking about monkeypox as if you have to come into sexual or fi- like close physical contact as opposed to touching a surface or go or using a laundry machine or what have you. Like, are we not looking at literally and figuratively all of the touch points here, how this is spreading in, in a city right now? in a state like New York and California? I, I, you know, again, I'm just looking at the numbers. I'm looking at the graphs. And just as a totally independent observer who's not studying this, I'm saying there's no way this thing is spreading this fast um, if it's just through gay sex. That's just, that's, so that's me independently saying that. I want to be clear. It's not like I have Mm -hmm. some knowledge but I would not be surprised, and I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong, you know. But I would not be surprised if this thing spreads because it's spreading in ways that we didn't anticipate. And so, um, and so, in that sense, I feel like it. It. It is. On one hand, it's been minimized. On the other hand, our public health infrastructure, let's be honest, has been devastated, demoralized, um, and is still fighting the COVID pandemic. And so, you know, there there are reasons that aren't just ignorance here. I think a lot of people know it. I just think that, you know, we'll have to see. And the other point, of course, is that um, we don't have anywhere near enough treatment. And so I think every time you see anybody just say, this is a government plot to vaccinate your children or something like that, because until we have enough vaccine, I think, you know, the unfortunate thing is public health awareness is just going to be really, really important, especially in a place like New York. And so I, I do think there needs to be more consistent, updated information about the ways that it's spread. I'm, I mean, I'm a crazy person, right? But I'm, I get the monkeypox text messages on my phone, you know, from the city. I don't know if you do that. Um, but it, initially it was kind of like, um, like, I see if I can find it. I mean, initially it was kind of like, um, don't go to the bathhouse. Um, but now it's kind of like the stuff that's coming out is kind of like, do you have a fever? Go see your doctor right away or something like that. So even judging on that, I think people probably know that this thing is is more contagious. But again, I, I just think that the risk of putting out a lot of information, which may or may not be correct until they know what's going on, I think that's maybe what they're afraid of. I'll, I'll, I'm actually going to do some investigation about this. I'm talking to some people this week. So I'll have a better sense next week. Um, but it's, um, it's, it's, it's an intense time. It really is. You know, there are, so, so last week, um, how this got back into the headlines and back onto, you know, regular segments on cable news is because two children and eight women had become infected 
uh, with monkeypox, which was outside, again, of the community that had been said is where monkeypox was living, which is the LGBTQ community. Now, as a former elementary school teacher and preschool teacher, I keep thinking You really now cool. About, I didn't know that. Yeah. I keep thinking now about the fact that kids are getting ready to go back to school. And, you know, the things that we need to understand, particularly about preschoolers, right? So I'm talking about the twos, the threes, and the fours, is that everything is tactile. Everything goes in their mouth, everything goes on their bodies, like all of these things. And if we're talking about the fact that children um are have now have gotten monkeypox. I want to know just from your sense again of looking and reading, like it again, should we be having more conversations about what going back to school is going to look like when you're talking about millions of kids touching, you know, all of the like, are we not expressing the dangers and talking about protocol in the way that we need to when we know that American children are going back to school in the next couple of weeks? I mean, hell yeah. I'm I mean, I'm obviously thinking about this for college also, right? Because college students live in dorms. Yes, the community that yeah, yeah. yeah. Um they also put everything in their mouth and and in a different way. And, and so I would just say that um I would just say that like where's the information <laughs> right now? And again, I realize it's probably just being I mean the fear of like saying stuff that's not right I think is the is the ter- is the lesson of covid people are afraid of but I feel like we're erring on the other side right now which is just kind of acting like you know don't have unprotected gay sex and you'll be fine. I feel like, yeah, yeah I feel like we're <laughs> like, acting yeah, like, like that, that. But that's the thing that is scaring the shit out of me is that I, I honestly, I, yeah. I, I feel like we are acting as if there is no, like that this isn't a big deal. Like it was initially, like, again, the initial reports of this and how we have shifted in terms of the conversation from the beginning of uh, the end of June until now has changed dramatically. And so initially it was just like, oh, look at this weird thing that's happening on this continent that the world doesn't give a fuck about because it's filled with black people. So like, who really cares? And it'll never come here. Then all of a sudden it's like, no, there are cases that are popping up in Europe and cases that are popping up here. Because as I've said, everything is just one flight away. So if you're seeing things that are happening in, you know, in, 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 uh, in, in an African nation and you're thinking to yourself, oh, well, I'm safe because I'm in Kansas. It only takes one goddamn flight. Well, right. uh, Like we're a global community. There was a, there was a viral tweet, quote unquote, um, from Spain about a doctor who was writing public transportation. I don't know if you saw it. And he saw somebody with active monkeypox lesions all over his body. And he was just like right in the middle of the train. And the, and the doctor was like, you cannot be here. And and the guy said, oh, people say it's respiratory. So I'm fine if I don't touch anybody. And then all these people were around him. And all the people were like, if we don't have gay sex with him, we should be all right and stuff like that. And it seemed to be a legit tweet. And I think there are so many stories like that now. And the question is, really, the question is, how do you change perceptions when um, – when it's so embedded in bias already. Uh, and, and I, you know, I hope they get their act together. Honestly, it's not too late for them to get their act together. Monkeypox is not COVID. It's actually much more containable than COVID. We already have treatments for it. Um, but, 
but I, I feel like the, the lack of centralized information right now is is pretty urgent. And I, I again, I, I know they're probably worried about freaking people out. I know that you know we're already gearing up to try to get people to get their COVID shots again. So I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. What I mean, the right what, what, but my, yeah. the, I think that the right answer is like, people need to be intellectually fucking nimble, right? Yeah. Like the more information that we have, the more information that you'll get. But the fact is for me is that the federal government needs to be running PSAs on every goddamn network as like, as information comes out. So every day there should be multiple PSAs about like, what monkeypox is looking like in your area, how to stay safe. Like, this is what we know right now, which is it can live on surfaces. It can live outside the body. This is not an STD, right? So if you're just quote unquote, avoiding gay sex, like that is not the end all be all, right? There are people that are getting this and it is spreading rapidly and we're still trying to get a hold on it. So in the meantime, Wash your fucking hands, wash the surfaces, stay like if you feel activated with fever or legions, like go see a doctor. How yeah. hard is this? I mean, you know, I, again, I think the information infrastructure is the entity that got caught with their pants down. I think that in a way we are just really behind the curve here. And it's, and, and again, the, the other issue is the minute it gets embedded in bias or homophobia or things like that, that just becomes what people think and remember. So then it becomes harder to give any kind of neutral information or to motivate people. And so I think, you know, there's a real, <laughs> there's a real emergency right now. I'm not, I'm not, I, I in no way should making light of it because this is a really serious, really painful, really scarring condition. Um, and again, you have vesicles internally as well as externally. So you don't want this. People don't want this. Um, you know, right now, what am I doing? Um, <laughs> I had gotten rid of so much of my stockpiled crap. Um, and now I just ordered four more huge boxes of rubber gloves. <laughs> and so I have rubber gloves now, just in case. Um, I got some eye goggles, just in case. You know, that's that's where this is going because I travel a lot. Um, and I'm just trying to stay up on the information. I mean, there's some pretty concerning studies that, again, are showing, suggesting that this thing can be propelled in an aerosol way that I think people might want to pay attention to. I don't know if that's going to be true or not, but I, I'd rather be safe, safe than sorry. And, and I don't know. I haven't gone back. To I'm telling you, I'm getting back to a place where I just like, am yeah. about to just go back to self quarantining. <laughs> like it is, it, it is so, I mean, but it's so real that yeah. like, I don't want to be on, I haven't taken public transportation because I broke my toe two months ago, but I'm like, I don't want to be on public transportation. I don't want to be in like shared spaces with people that I don't know um, in a way that it was just like, oh, the world is open back up. And I'm like, we're never going to enter back into a space, I don't believe, because of politics of going back into quarantine um, in order to keep people safe because people are crazy, right? So the reality is, is that you're going to have to take in your own information and make choices about how you're about how you're moving and existing. And the fact is we have two major friggin' viruses that like result in serious uh injury and death. Yep. Like we're just having yep, conversations yep. now. And also there's about a, it's just, understanding the effects of long term of long term COVID. Yeah. You know, and also our epidemics are mirroring our political dysfunction, right? So um it's just it's all these things. It's a it's a 
perfect storm. And I don't know. And, and until we figure this out, I mean, I, I don't know. I have 90 million PRLs. If anybody needs a PRL, uh, <laughs> if you get on the airplane, take the, take the wipe down thing they give you. But I mean, it's, 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 you know, it's, you know, the other issue is if you were born before 1972, you might have some lingering um, protection from the smallpox vaccine, which they stopped giving in the early 1970s. So, I mean, just be careful right now because, the, you know, I, I would bet you by the time we talk next week, there's going to be a lot more information even. Um, I just feel like we, I mean, and, and there are people who've been trying to sound the alarm on this and have been not listened to. In fact, they were the same people who tried to sound the alarm about COVID. So, but I don't know. There's still time for us to correct course here. Um, I know we have a big vaccine shipment coming in in October. So everybody has to just be really careful till October. Um, and then we can all go back to Spa Castle, which I miss dearly. Um, and so, um, you know, but but I would just say right now, I think you're, it's, it's good to be wary. It's good to, to be suspicious. It's just, I don't know. We sound like conservatives, don't we? Like <laughs> we don't trust the government. You know? I, but it's not, it's not that I don't trust. It's, it, see, it's not that I don't trust the government yeah. in terms. I just don't think that they are sounding the alarm. So it's actually yeah. the different from conservatives. Like, I don't think that they're sounding the alarm on this in the way that we want, they we want more should government. have. Yeah. Yeah. I think I right. want more. I, I right. want PSAs. I want a fireside chat. I want, you know, regular, you know, updates at one o'clock in the afternoon on every fucking channel that tells us where we are with COVID, where we are with monkeypox and how to keep yourself safe. Right. Yeah. I want a town hall right before back to school about what you need to do with your fucking kids on top of giving them bulletproof backpacks. Like Jesus Christ. You know, in other countries, how like <sighs> at, on top of every hour, you'll hear three beeps and then a national news broadcast. That's like from BBC or I don't know. I was mm -hmm. in Israel. They have like, you know, just national radio and everybody's like, Oh yeah, we trust it. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I wish we, I wish we had some neutral information. And the funny thing is when I interviewed conservatives about COVID, they would all say, I wish we had neutral information. I'm like, yeah, you're at home writing, reading Breitbart. Give me a break. Um, but, but that's the thing is like at times like this, you just want to know the information. Like what is risk? What is protection? What should I do? And, and right now we're having a hard time getting that out. I mean, optimistically though, this is about as good as it's going to get. So <laughs> enjoy it. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. John. We're ending on that note. No, <laughs> I mean, you know, by, by the time this, this airs, we'll know the outcome of some pretty important votes today. So, um, so, you know, today could be a turning point or on one way or another. So. One way or another, yeah. we'll be back next week, folks. Yeah. Dr. Jonathan Metzl author of Dying of Whiteness, and our in-house doctor here on Woke AF. We appreciate you. Stay safe, everyone. That is it for me today, dear friends, on Woke AF. As always, power to the people and to all the people power. Get woke and stay woke as fuck. Get a behind-the-scenes look at Comedy Central's The Daily Show on Beyond the Scenes, an original podcast from The Daily Show with Trevor Noah. Every week, host Roy Wood Jr. goes deeper with the notable guests and experts from the Emmy Award-winning series. Together, they use comedy to tackle current topics from gentrification to gun laws and take a closer look at how and why these topics matter. Listen to Beyond the Scenes from The Daily Show with Trevor Noah on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. New episodes every Tuesday. 
Win the battle of your musty, damp basement with an easy-breathe ventilation system. Take charge of your indoor air. It's easy. With basement ventilation to remove musty odors, pollutants, allergens, and airborne particles by 85%. An easy-breathe ventilation system creates air exchanges for cleaner, fresher, healthy indoor air. And right now, get $250 off your own easy-breathe ventilation system. Call 866-822-7328 or visit TakeChargeOfYourAir.com today. Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Zero Foxtrot isn't just a brand. It's a way of life. Founded and operated by veterans, Zero Foxtrot's unique apparel and gear echoes the grit of the warrior culture. Zero Foxtrot dedicates itself to producing content, honoring the sacrifices of forgotten heroes of the past, and connecting history to the present. Embark on a journey with Zero Foxtrot today at ZeroFoxtrot.com. It's not merely our products. It's about the ethos that we embody. Rugged, resilient, and timeless.